0: Welcome to Expert Opinion, the branding business forum where leaders share their views, insights and experiences from the world of B2B branding. And now, here's your host. Hello, this is Ryan Ricas and today's show title is The Financial Power of a Focused Brand. And today's guest is Kim Kovacs, CEO of MyJane, a new cannabis wellness community designed to empower women to feel better. Now, this isn't kim's first startup as she has founded built and sold a number of technology-based companies as a result of those successful business exits kim also founded arroyo ventures a private equity firm that invests in women entrepreneurs Branding business had the pleasure of working with kim and her team to create the myjane brand and under kim's leadership the company was started and sold within one year i think you'll be impressed by kim's story and uh, let's just get into it hello kim welcome to expert opinion
1: thank you so much ryan it's such a pleasure to be here love sharing my story as well so
0: all right well let's get into it um so what inspired you for the need to bring cannabis products to women how did you come up with this idea
1: so it uh, it it started actually pre cannabis for me, and uh, I think most people sort of in the cannabis space uh, fall into it one way or another. Um, usually they've had some sort of an experience with cannabis, usually called marijuana, pot, etc. When they were kids or hopefully young adults. And um, for me, uh, same. I mean, I had really not smoked my entire adult life, and uh, it wasn't really for me. However. Um, in the summer, late summer of 2017, my mother-in-law, who had, uh, who was a cancer survivor, um, actually twice, she had gone through a lot of, uh, different sort of cancer treatments and surgeries and was on opioids, um, for 10 years. And that was really just, you know, her way of life and, uh, I would say fairly addicted to opioids, but that was the only remedy that she had available to her, or at least so she thought. Um, In the summer of 2017, a girlfriend of hers, um, seeing her in the hospital, again, trying to recover from an injury um, as a result of passing out on opioids, suggested she use cannabis. And so she started a cannabis routine uh, in that summer. And by the end of the summer, she literally uh, drives to our house which was an anomaly in itself because she didn't drive on opioids right so she drives to the house she comes in she looks beautiful she looks 10 years younger she's walking without an assisted like cane or walker which she always had with her and she wanted to take the kids to lunch and go to church and i said oh wait a second (laughs) first of all you drove here second um what are you doing you know you're talking in full sentences you look really coherent you look wonderful and you know For her to tell her son and myself that she was taking cannabis was probably one of the harder conversations she had, but she felt compelled because what she said at that point to us was, I'm not taking these opioids during the day anymore. I'm taking one at night to go to sleep, but I'm really weaning myself off. And Ryan, within another month or two, she was off 100% of opioids. And we're talking about a 10-year addiction here. And I was absolutely shocked first. Then I was a little bit inspired and I was angry (laughs) because I thought, wow, if she can get this kind of relief and get off of these uh, medications, why isn't everybody? Why is this not, you know, why aren't the doctors like really embracing this and, you know, screaming from the rooftops and getting their patients on it? And that's when I started doing a lot of research. And so at the end of uh, 2017, started as an investor in the space, made a couple of investments in cannabis technology companies. But every meeting that I would go to, every investor event, they kept talking about women and the benefits to women and health benefits, especially for women, um, that it became really uh, apparent to me that this space was available and someone needed to step in and own it. And in looking around the room, waiting for somebody else to raise their hand and not seeing anybody, I said, we're going to do this. And so we did, and we started the company in April of 2018. Uh, we took over an existing business uh, that was called CJ and Go that had a similar sort of feeling about women empowerment, uh, women helping each other. And so that was the genesis of the company. And I think we met you on 420.
0: <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> of
1: 2018. What a perfect day. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, Kim, that's an awesome story. I know when we met, it was I was incredibly inspired. I was really impressed by your desire to focus on women. And uh, as brand strategists, we believe in the power of focus. Uh, there are far too many companies out there that just want to be all things to all people, and that is the biggest mistake they can make. So, there we say like there are niches, uh, there are riches and niches, and uh, the power mm. of focus is incredible. You came to us with this idea. And uh, we turned it into a brand. So maybe you could share real quickly um, an overview of the business model, and then we'll get into a little bit more about the the brand development.
1: Absolutely. So, yes, came to you. We had a lot of really sort of interesting theories, I would say. You know, being in a new space of cannabis, a newly uh, legal space as well, so it was moving from medical to recreational, as people know, in the beginning of 2018, a lot of confusion around products. To your point of, you know, focusing on women, because quickly we would have, you know, either investor presentations or conversations, and they'd be like, well, what about men? And what about pets? And what about kids? And what about this? And we said, no, let's really focus on women. And to me, that was really a cornerstone because women make a lot of the economic decisions, especially around health and wellness, in the family. Our business model is really focusing in on women, looking at the conditions that affect them most, things like sleep pain anxiety stress even replacements for alcohol there's a lot of things that women would like to try but just didn't feel comfortable especially with cannabis right there's a big stigma there and if we could start to normalize that experience if we could provide products sort of designed and tailored to that woman that meet that individual goal that she has let's let's just take sleep for example and there's about five or ten products she can try She's received these products via personal delivery from a female who has um, experience in these products, either by her own personal experience, but more importantly, that she's educated on these products so that she can walk that customer, that member, that woman through that experience. And so this is the concept that we came to you with. But what was interesting, and I think the journey that you and I did together, which is, you know, let's back this up with some data, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's make sure that we test that theory and that we just don't step out with a fully baked idea No pun intended in the cannabis world, but um, you know to make sure that we really look at this and say this is We're delivering the right product in the right way the right experience And this is something that women would want
0: as a brand strategy firm we believe in the power of what we call evidence-based brand strategy and um, the important component of getting viewpoint from the target audience so you want to just chat a little bit about the process we went through on, on getting that input from the audience that yes. you, uh, you were going after?
1: Absolutely. And so, you know, the other thing, Ryan, I have to be fully honest. I'm going to come, I'm going to come clean with you. I've never really sat down and developed a brand before rush, rushing to market. So being in technology, it's sort of like get to an MVP as fast as you can, throw it out there, see what sticks. And then revise. And so that's been my sort of modus operandi for the last 25 years in in building tech businesses. I think in, in having that first discussion with you and really talking through, you know, the power of the brand, I realized that we needed to invest in the brand first. And being able to really think through all the nuances of the brand, what did it mean, even down to the logo and the name of the company and how that would resonate with women. So thank you for you know showing me that because, to be honest with you, I don't think I would do that again the way I used to do it which is just kind of rushing out there and not thinking these through. Because I think that power of building that brand first was very important and got us to this sort of place we are today. We wouldn't have been able to get there without it. So I just want to thank you for that and point out that, you know, as uh, a 50-plus woman now, I can change. (laughs) (laughs) Old old dogs can learn new tricks. But I think the other part, to your point of research, and validating the model. So one of the things that we did um, you know we sat down, we did our discovery together, we talked about this market we brought in a lot of what I would say empirical data about women and their their buying habits and who they are and their wellness profiles and all these things. but then you introduce group solver you know to us and mm-hmm. taking you know that initial set of, of potential members from the CJ Go acquisition and asking them questions, right? really getting granular and asking them, first of all, would they even want to try cannabis you know, for health and wellness? And if they did, what kind of forms would that take? Um, what about delivery? What about this? And asking those questions of women, it's really eye-opening. You know, you ask a woman a question, guess what? She's going to answer you. She's going to tell you exactly what she wants. I do this with my kids around my birthday and Mother's Day, Mom, what would you like for your birthday? Well, I want that particular ring from Tiffany's. This is my size.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, they love it. I make it really easy for them. Smart. So we wanted to do the same thing at My Jane.
0: Well, that's great feedback on the power research. I was going to ask you the question about when is the right time to develop a brand you know in the area of startups you're also not only validating a concept but you're also raising funds so was the research helpful in fundraising as well
1: absolutely because then we could really go back to and and you know i think fundraising is always a challenge for any company because you really have to hone your message you have to show that you've done the research um again whether that's empirically or otherwise but To me, having that data behind us really validated a couple things. One is the theory we had seemed to be resonating. Number two is it drove us to really look at the composition of the products that we were offering as an experience. So, for example, we asked women if they wanted to smoke flour, right, like joints and bongs and other ways of doing that, and they're like, absolutely not. We don't want those products. And so that kind of took a a large group, a large segment. I mean, if you look at the statistics at the time, I mean, Flower made up 50% of dispensary sales. So obviously women weren't getting the products that they wanted from a dispensary, right? If half of the products that are offered aren't even in the category she wants to try to consume, then you've lost half of that already. And so to me, by offering none of that in the box, right, just focusing on the products she wanted, That, to me, was really important. And again, when you're talking to an investor, the more you know about your company, the more you know about your customer, the more you know about what they may or may not want to purchase and why, that's just validation that you know what you're talking about. And they're going to give you a check, right, at the end of the day. I mean, that's the goal. And so, to me, you know, having that sort of, you know, brand – I wouldn't even say the brand so much as the discussion around what does the brand mean – you know like we went through and and talked a lot about you know the purpose the vision the mission i'd always done that in my other companies as sort of like one of those checkbox exercises that you have to do and you maybe should revisit every once in a while but to do it at the beginning and to use that as a tool to help fundraise and to hire people and to you know really seek out the right customer in the right markets
0: was really powerful. Very cool. Well, yeah, we use research to inform the brand positioning, but in some cases it also informs uh, the business strategy. In other words, what products to carry and how to Mm -hmm. uh, deliver them and how to get them to your target audience. And so I'm I'm glad that the research was helpful in that. And and through the power of our workshops, um, additional research, we were able to develop a, a very clear brand promise. But um, you mentioned just a moment ago the importance of what we call guiding statements, purpose, vision, and mission. And we are just huge advocates of these and, and many times more to drive internal alignment. And, that, and that's important. It's important for everybody to know where we're going and how we're going to get there and what is our core purpose, why we exist. You mentioned the investors also probably found some benefit in uh, having some clarity around that. Maybe you want to mm-hmm. chat about that?
1: Yeah. So let me give you kind of an example. So one of the things that we had on our vision, I can't remember if it's purpose, vision or mission. So forgive me. It's definitely our mission for sure, but uh, um, it, it might even be somewhat of a purpose too, but it's to reach a million women by the end of next
0: year. Yeah, That's our and vision. Yeah. we—our That's my
1: vision. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I say it every day. I should know which category it's in. Um, <laughs> to me, that was so clear. It was so important. And what we said is we're not looking for a million customers. We're looking for a million members. We're looking for a million women to share their stories, to be part of My Jane, to have a place where they can talk about their health and wellness, where they maybe can get some information for themselves or someone that they care about so that they can help each other feel better. And that was our our guiding principle, right, which is women helping women feel better Mm -hmm. and getting to a million women is a benchmark, right? But it's also what we're all driving toward. And it, and it really solidified when we talked about that vision with Michelle Patterson and her coming in as our chief experience officer because that aligned with her vision too of reaching the masses about women's wellness. And so like having that super clear at the beginning enabled us to get the right team and get the right people involved to get to that vision. But I think if you're not really clear, and like you said, it can't be more than like a sentence (laughs) or maybe, you know, one and a half sentences at the (laughs) most. can't say it enough. I mean, it literally gave us the opportunity to hire the right people, to find the right types of investors, to get the right strategic partners in place, all of those things, because if they weren't on board with that vision, then that's not a good fit.
0: Oh, that's perfect, Kim. So we completely believe in the power of these statements Mm -hmm. in order to guide um, direction, behavior, position. It just keeps everybody on track. As you mentioned earlier, there's a lot of other opportunities that you could consider But those are down the road somewhere right now. Let's just stay focused exactly where we want to go and, um, we'll build a strong and powerful brand if we do that. So we focused initially on the, the verbal branding, but then we Mm -hmm. uh, also wanted to bring the brand to life, as you mentioned, visually and present the right image. And, and, um, I know early on we said, well, we don't want pot leaves in the logo. You know, that's exactly Mm -hmm. the opposite image we want to have, but maybe you want to chat a little bit about the visual creative development process and, um, how that's worked for you.
1: You know, I think all of us are visual to some extent. Maybe some of us have emotional responses, right, when we see something visually. I mean, to all sorts of, uh, you know, uh, preconceived biases, (laughs) like to the pot leaf, when we see something visually. And, you know, here we are in a cannabis space, and literally everything that you look at, most of the, the items, I would say, at the time on the shelf, green hot leaf, right? Mm-hmm. Or let's put pink on it because that's what women are attracted to. And are like, oh gosh. To me, you know, building, part of really building this brand and, and the identity of My Jane was that we are really more than that. We're an experience. We're very high-end, elegant. In fact, I even said, whatever we do, I'd like to be able to take that around South Coast Plaza and be like, oh, wow, where is that shop, My Jane? That looks like A Chanel or you know some other sort of high-end luxury item versus you open it and you go oh my gosh this is amazing you know this doesn't look like pot this doesn't look like marijuana and that was the feeling we wanted to have and so working with Michael and you and the rest of the team visually representing that sense of elegance that sense of femininity but yet being powerful and having a strong sort of brand identity And again, not just with the logo, but the design of things and how they they work. So just to give you an example, which you know of, but I'll share it, is that we took the patterning that Michael did and we turned that into scarves. Mm -hmm. And so all of our brand ambassadors, these women who drive to a woman's house with her personal box, are wearing that scarf the representation of that sophistication and that experience of the brand and that we really care about all those details that sort of resonated through. So, you know, for an online company, right, which is what we envisioned ourselves to be, to being really offline and having these physical assets was such an amazing compliment for each other. Because people could see this woman in a scarf and then absolutely identify that with, going online and, and creating her own profile and getting her own products. And it was just such a really nice tie-in. So it was kind of a little bit of, you know, Mary Kay and Arbonne meet shopping experiences like Amazon, right? You know, it's <laughs> just a really cool thing.
0: Wow, so oh, that's me, perfect. I love the continuity yeah. and the consistency and all those little touches like the scarves just make a huge difference.
1: So we're coming out with these really cool rose gold um, monogrammed pins. So those should be here any day. So those are gonna now be our next little accessory item.
0: Perfect. Mm -hmm. Well, Kim, um, we spoke earlier about the event. Uh, You were able to start and sell MyJane within one year. And by the way, thank you for letting us invest in your company as well. Um, Can you tell listeners the role brand plays on preparing the company for a possible sale and and even the possible related financial valuation?
1: little bit of a head-scratcher Ryan I wasn't setting out to do that when we first started but you know I think being an entrepreneur being an investor you're an opportunist you also I mean in my opinion of course this is my opinion but um, you know as you're an entrepreneur and you're looking at you know what is the best value creation that you're doing and your core strengths and your genius right what do you do well I think, especially in the cannabis space, a couple things we ran up against that we just didn't know when we first got started. We knew it was a regulated environment for sure. We'd peeled back the regulations, gone through all 400 pages multiple times, a lot of highlighting, you know, and things like this. But the rules evolve and they change. What we didn't know, though, was that there's a lot of legacy sort of and and things to get over, I would say, from the sort of illegal market that we just didn't recognize right away and we weren't kind of prepared for. And so finding the right partners, being able to distribute throughout the state, being able to go national, we saw those as roadblocks and things that were going to slow us down. And remember we talked about that vision, million women. How do you get to a million women if you can't really deliver these products and get to her? That would be just disingenuous. I mean, if you talk about all these wonderful things you can do, but you can only deliver to a small segment of a population, that's not a win to me. And so, to be honest, the exit wasn't really an exit. I mean, it was, I mean, as far as a liquidity event for the investors, but it's really a start of My Jane. It was the beginning. It was the opportunity to take what we created with this wonderful brand, with the whole, all of it tied together, right? The site, the technology, product selection, the fact that we curated out of 1,500 brands, you know, five to 10 that work just for you. And we were able to do that within a short period and working with dispensary partners and getting it to market. All of those things lined up super well for us to really start. And that's where the start came with Manifest 7. They gave us that opportunity to go not just from Orange County, but now into which next month we'll be in San Francisco, we're gonna be in San Diego, we're looking at things out um, by Coachella, Palm Desert, and then we're also looking across the country. To me, that was what MyJ needed to be able to share that brand with everybody. I didn't want it to be just provincial, you know, to Orange County.
0: It's very bright.
1: was it was everything, because we were just getting started. You know, so we were selling the vision and the the concept more than we were selling an actual revenue company, right?
0: Well, and uh, the vision's aligned. So that's where, you know, the clarity really paid off.
1: Thank goodness, right? <laughs> sometimes,
0: sometimes <laughs> well, Kim, uh, we, we are almost out like, of time. Oh, you've been a fantastic a guest. Uh, love the storytelling. Yes. Love what you've been able to accomplish. Before we conclude, is there anything else like you'd like to uh, share with our listeners?
1: Um, no, but I'm going to do a plug for you. I mean, Ryan, you and your team were spectacular to work with. Absolutely professional. Took feedback. Gave response back. I mean, it was just a really great relationship. So you've got my next company, too.
0: Ah, well, thank you, Kim. We certainly enjoyed working with you and your team, and look forward to the journey ahead with MyGene. So, Kim, thanks for being a guest on Expert Opinion. That concludes our show today. Listeners, if you'd like to join us for other podcasts, please visit BrandingBusiness.com.